0: Okay, back on the fan. Uh, as we begin Hour 6, good to have you board here at the Montclair Country Club, the Yogi Berra Golf Valley. It's been a great day You at Roger Clemens, uh, Bobby Mercer, and Yogi Berra, amongst others. And here is former mayor of New York City. It's a pleasure to have him with us, uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Mr. Mayor, thank, thank, you. thank you very great, much. How great how to be here. What a beautiful day. Beautiful time. day. Absolutely. Good to see you, Mayor. I got uh, to play for... 18 holes. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and believe... congratulations, by the way, too. Oh,
1: thank you very much. So thank you've me.
0: had a nice, you have a nice little run. Yankees playing a little better, a little golf.
1: Yankees and, uh, are i, improving. I, I really wet. You can't I've, be down. i you know, my, my honeymoon consisted of going to see Roger try to win his 300th game. The next day you were there, yes. Was, the next day I was there. He, well, then he that's did an on understanding, Friday wife. Night, so I was able that's to complete a, my honeymoon. That's a very understanding, I was able, understanding to, wife. able to complete my honeymoon with his doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How do you uh, – do? You uh, have you sort of um, – I know you do know that great book that did well. I mean, have you sort of uh, – have you – sort of gotten politics out of your system? How do no, you, feel? you never get it out of your I mean, system. How do you feel right I go now? Can you, do I you go, fill you up your days is
1: the question? Oh, yeah, too much, actually. I'm very busy. I, I I do a lot of lecturing, a lot of speeches. I run a business called Giuliani Partners that does security, consulting all over the country for power plants. And businesses. the NTRA racing, you did a lot yeah, of work we it. We we're going to uh, submit our report in August at Saratoga, which is a nice place to yeah, submit place, it. Beautiful place, beautiful place. On how to, uh, how, to, how to make sure you don't have a scam like they had last Correct. year. Correct, yep. Basically, IT security—we do a lot of that. Right. So yeah, I'm very, very busy. I'm going to Vienna this week for the president to a conference on anti-Semitism, 55 countries, and uh, I'm going to lead a delegation of senators and congressmen to try to bring up the issue of anti-Semitism in France and Germany, where it hasn't gotten the attention that it should get. So I'm very, very busy. you kept kept busy. Okay. Now, I, actually, I play less golf now than I did when I was the mayor. Really? Pre September 11. Pre yeah. After you know, that, September obviously. 11. After that, it was you know just. Twenty-four-seven, but before that, uh, you could actually work out your schedule a lot. You were in control of your schedule a lot better. So I would sneak off and play golf quite a bit.
2: Do you have another book coming? Is that what you
1: have? Yeah, I do. Uh, the leadership book is still out, and now we're working on a on a second book that won't come out for about a year.
0: Another year, okay. And that leadership book did very, very well. My gosh! As as you expected it would.
1: Yeah, it did over a million copies were sold. You can't I think beat a, million, that. a million one so far.
0: That's tremendous.
1: That's a tremendous. And job. It was it was it was like campaigning. I I, I did. I did book signings in about 24 different, 24, 25 different cities, including in Boston. And I really was wondering how I'd be received in With Boston fans, as you know, being, being a well-known Yankee fan. And I, when I walked in, all I saw lined up were about three or four hundred Yankee hats. And of course, I remembered how many Yankee fans there are in Boston. Absolutely. All those kids. All those kids. Go to school up there. Had, all the schools up there are from New York, and you have, you have a lot of Yankee fans and a lot of Mets fans up in Boston.
2: Well, after what we all went through, what New York City went through, you kind of became America's mayor. There's no question. You became an, um, kind of an
1: American figure, not just a New York figure, the whole country. I yeah, mean, I mean at the time, I didn't realize that. As you really did? Go, as it was going on, no, of course not. You were so busy that it, there, was no way, there was no way to know who you were actually talking to. And now when I talk to people who watched it on television, which makes up most of America there are a lot of experiences that i didn't have i mean they, they were sitting there watching it happen right and i was sort of in the middle of it and you don't realize when you're going through it who's listening who isn't listening who you're affecting
0: what time and did I, you get down there that day i got down there uh, a, you found out about 8:45 right away you found yeah, out i right? got down there uh, i was a mile away
1: heading down there when the second plane hit and i was there uh you know before the first building came down and then we were trapped in a in a building, the police commissioner and I, and a group of other people.
0: you were in a dangerous.
2: You're in a very dangerous situation. Yeah, right? we were. We were very fortunate. We then your car almost get hit too.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, he had a drive away, and then we got trapped in a in a in a building. Uh, in fact, I mean, I was trapped with the police commissioner, the deputy police commissioner, the chief of the department. Had had our building gone down, or we had not been able to get out, we would have lost like the high command of the police department. But we were able to get out, and we were very fortunate. And I sort of thank God every day. And I owe a lot, you know, to a lot of people.
2: What? How many months was it from nine eleven before you got back to a normal day where you actually slept
1: six or eight hours? I mean, it, <laughs> I must think it was three f- months, right? I think it was January first, two thousand two. Really, that long? The, so the it was almost Mike, three or four months. The, the day, day, day that, that Mike Bloomberg, took over. the day that Mike Bloomberg took over, I went to his inauguration, and Judith and I, uh, after it was over, we walked to Ground Zero. <laughs> And spent some time there, and that, and then, uh, and then we went away for a few days. And I can remember the first couple of days after I was the mayor, when I would hear a siren, you know, when I got back to New York, I'd start w- running out the door. I mean, I'd think, okay, it's time for me to go now. And it took about, must take about a month to really, to really get used to the fact that uh, the phone isn't going to ring in the middle of the night, and the sirens don't mean that you have to find out what it was all about, and. But it it was a great job. Are you
2: amazed now what the schedule you were able to keep when you think about, you know, what you were probably running on, pure adrenaline? But, I mean, can you say now, geez, how did I go this many days? I'll tell you something. Uh, A few
1: few months after, I went down to to Tampa to CENTCOM at the invitation of General Franks, and I spent a lot of time there. And when it was over with, one of his uh, assistants, a general, took me to the airplane. And this guy had worked every day straight from September 11 to March. So his staff said, if you tell him to take some time off, because you worked every day straight, he'll do it. So I said to the general, General, you got to take some time off. And he said, I can't. I just can't do it. And so I said, well, you have to. you got to take a little vacation. And he said, he said, well, you didn't. And I said, well, I had to go a shorter period of time. It was only four months. You were seven. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I said to him, but how do you do it? He said to me, how did, how did you do it? I said, well... I don't know. I, I really don't know how I did it. I just you just had to. I said, How did you how do you do it? And he looked me straight in the eye and he said, I drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> with, uh, And I've never known if it was true or not. <laughs> yeah,
2: with Rudy Julian in those days, how much did you actually sleep in those first couple of weeks? I mean was there did you get more than an hour or two at a time? Yeah, the
1: first two or three weeks, probably two or three hours a night on and off with the television on, because I wanted I, I thought if I if the police don't pick it up. Or the fire department, and let me know if something happened. Then they'll have it on television because there were television cameras all over the city. And the first two or three weeks, the commissioner and I both thought that we'd be attacked again. Oh, we did. thought we thought well, there there's going to be some kind of an additional attack, maybe suicide bombings, maybe uh, chemical biological attacks. So we were on the alert pretty much for a month, month and a half. And then then the, then the anthrax happened at NBC, and right. So we had it. Uh, we had that to deal with. Do you so, think
2: American cities now are pretty well they're better prepared. coordinated are they
1: they're, they're better prepared than they were, you know, 2 years ago. But it's it's almost impossible. I mean, it's impossible to be completely prepared. Right. I mean, it, the we're so big. There are so many ways to attack us. So vulnerable. Yeah. I if mean, somebody
0: when, wants to take their own lives, they can and take some other lives with it. They can figure
1: out a way to do it. Yeah. Man. I mean, a country like this. How? I mean, when uh, I remember when the Mets came back, they were they were the first team to come back and play in New York. Right. And they had worn the Yankee. Uh, they, they had the FDNY hats and and so I went to the game. And we had an enormous amount of security in that game. I mean, it was, it was, uh, and, and we were very concerned about them Then when the Yankees came back and President Bush threw out the first ball at the World Series, those were all situations in which there was a great deal of concern that somebody could, no matter what you do, somebody can find a way to attack you.
0: Did the, uh, I was thinking about this back in February with that terrible fire there in, in uh, Warwick, Rhode Island. Did that governor call you up to find out how you handled the coronavirus? I actually met with that governor afterwards. No, not not at the time, but
1: we, we talked afterwards, and uh, I I think actually having gone through September 11, a lot of us learned a lot more about how to deal with these. But he's in leadership. He's
0: got a he's got a uh, yeah. you, like you. He you got those broad shoulders. You, you I was be, wondering if he kind of commensurated with you there for a little while.
1: I did. I thought I, I thought he did a good job, and I think there have been a couple like that. I think the uh, former governor in Pennsylvania, when they had the miners that were that were trapped, did an absolutely right. superb job. You got to be willing to go in and make the decisions. And then, you know, take the risk that you're wrong. You know, it's like, um, you know, when I sometimes when I compare it and talk about it, it's like managing a baseball team. Right. You got to make the decision to deliver the it. pitcher out. And deliver it. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work.
0: And some people like to do that and some people don't. Well, I, I think to the thing that you had that was a tremendous quality, you have to give Americans, New Yorkers in this case, a sense of security. And you, every time we saw you in that month or two months period, you never felt that you were in panic mode. You felt like everything was going to be under control. Rudy's down here. Here, take care of it. It felt like New York was in good shape, despite what happened. And I think that is a quality that everybody has. And you had that, which is very important. But I also had a great team. I mean, I, I also had a terrific police
1: commissioner who's now in Iraq uh, trying to straighten out the police situation in Iraq, and he's been there for the last three or four weeks. I had a terrific fire commission, a head of emergency services. They were all people with 20, 30 years experience. We had been through 100 emergencies together. So I, I, I felt, well, you know, if I make the decision, they're going to implement it in the right way. I, I know who to give everything to. So I felt you felt a certain degree of confidence that you can handle it.
2: now uh you have a lot to do no question a lot of speeches books you got your company do you miss running something like a city or running a state or running a country or running something
1: right now I don't I probably am in a few years but this is a great this is a great period of time to travel to learn to do other things uh in private, in private, in private life, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a nice period of time. How and about
2: the people just, who say Rudy has to be a governor? He couldn't be a senator because he couldn't get along
1: with all those senators. <laughs> he's, not, he's not a consensus maker. He's a general. <laughs> who knows? We'll have to see. I don't. I don't know what the future is going to be. I think I'm going to want to go back into into politics. But right now I I would I would I, I can't even get it. That'll scare
2: would somebody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <sure laughs> will. You win. How about uh, how about the Mayor Bloomberg right now who's a I like Mike a lot. He's in a very tough I spot think, following think, your shoes. What's your take on him?
1: I think that Mike is doing a very, very tough job and I think he's doing it well and I think he's making difficult decisions. Uh, and you know, I, I have a great deal of empathy for somebody in that in that spot. You know, you, you he's the economy isn't doing for him what he would want it to do. And until it does, it's very hard to have all those decisions look right. I went through that for about a year and a half or two years when I was first in office. And my popularity was very, very low. And then the economy comes back and you have two and three billion dollar surpluses and they think you're a genius. Right. And that's what's going to happen to you. So a lot of it's beyond your control. A, lot, a, of look it, a lot of it is beyond your control. And you have to have the confidence to say, our economy works in cycles. And I'll, take, I'll make the tough decisions during the tough times. And then... You know, hopefully within my span of time, which in his case is four years and it was mine, things are going to come back and everything that looked bad is going to look really good.
2: Other than 9-11, obviously, which stands alone, what's what's your greatest achievement? Making a city so safe, which you did when you were mayor? I always thought
1: the thing that that I was proudest of was the spirit of the city changing from uh, people who in the early 1990s, you know, 60, 70% wanted to move out. They were despondent. We were on the front cover of Time magazine as the rotting of the Big Apple. By 2000, we were a city that was on the front cover of Time magazine as the city that was in renaissance, the city that was doing well. People wanted to live in the city of New York. Sixty, seventy percent wanted to stay here. I thought it w- I think it was the change in the spirit that that uh, is the part. Well, that I also think. Itself. People
2: weren't afraid yeah, yeah. to walk around New York City when and you that were helped. There. I mean, yeah, that didn't it, hurt. Yeah. If,
1: if things are safe in New York City, in a way, the rest of the city sells itself. I mean, there there are so many reasons to come to the city of New York. If it isn't sports, it's Broadway or museums or...
0: See, what New York needed, they needed a the mayor who was proud of New York City, and you were very proud of it, and, I, and that translates to if you're so happy about New York, well, I'm in yeah. a bad place after all, look at that mayor, he's, he's Mr. Pep, right. talking about New York City. <laughs> well, I really, I truly, it was, sometimes when you say it when you're in office, they think
1: you think you're just saying it. I truly love New York City. Look at this, Moose and We got Bauer. your two
0: power, your two buddies over there. Moose and Bauer are giving me a high
2: sign over here. Moose?
1: And Hank Bauer. Two of the best
0: guys Yogi, in the world,
2: too. We're my Moose heroes. Moose and, Sky when when
0: and, I was, and I Bauer up. the best. And that, beating the Yankees in 63. doesn't want to uh, talk about that, that ring. He hates that. He hates that 63 ring.
2: Down the right field line, boom, home run. You know that? It's four-game sweet moves. I we remember, still I remember
0: his
1: Grand Slam home run. Was it in the 56th World Series? Did you hit a Grand Slam? In, yeah. the, in the seventh game, right? Yes, yep. yep. I remember that. And I told Bob Shirley, I remember how he was the hero. Of the 1958 World Bullet Series. Bullet Bob Turley. Three in a row. That's right. Three in a row when they were down 3-1. to one. They bounced back. It, and I used to get into fights in Brooklyn about who was a better right fielder, Hank Bauer or Carl Farilla. Bauer. <laughs> I used to get into a lot of <laughs> you fights. You couldn't huh? throw it as well as a right? I think <laughs> <bloody, laughs> I got a bloody nose once. <laughs>
0: Mayor, Mr. Mayor, thank you very much. Thank you. you thank you very much. Thank you very
2: much.